Hello everybody and welcome to the to-do list. Today we are going to be talking about a city right here in the U.S. I mean there's many of them but this is the one we're focusing on this time and that is Minneapolis. Yes. So it's actually the first time I'd ever been in the Midwest. I'd been to the East Coast, West Coast, South, but I'd never ventured to the Midwest and I was not disappointed. And Noah actually is from the Midwest, so you know, he's a little bit of a different perspective than I do on it. But whether you're from there or not, you're probably gonna have a good time. So with that, here we go. Hi, this is Noah. Hey, it's Kimberly, and this is The, the To-Do to -do List. So this week we wanna take a little visit or talk a little bit about a city that we both have been to independently. We have never been there together. Nope. It's in the United States and I feel like there shouldn't be any suspense because if you read the title you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> it's right there. But that doesn't stop me from dropping in fun facts and, and this one I wonder if it will surprise you Kimberly. So this city is the of the metropolitan areas in the United States it's the 16th largest in the United States. It is the Twin Cities, or Minneapolis and St. Paul. Mm -hmm. um, they, are, they have 3.6 million people in that city, which is 60% of the population of the state of Minnesota. The fun fact, and this is why I thought it would surprise you, Camberley, is because it is just slightly smaller than the metropolitan area of Seattle, Tacoma, and Bellevue. Hmm. Okay. And, did, did you feel that they were comparable size when you were in the Twin Cities? Um, I, It's kind of hard to tell because, look, I know technically it's the Twin Cities, but I really <laughs> don't know when I was crossing into St. Paul versus when I was in Minneapolis, and I don't really understand why they're separated. Look, I didn't have a big history lesson when I went. I'm just a fan. But I just, it was, it was a little bit odd, and I'm not really sure why it's done that way. <laughs> but... It was big, I will say that. So I, I guess I'm not shocked. Uh, yeah. You're not shocked. See, I, I tend to think of Seattle psychologically as bigger, but maybe that's just my perception. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. I think if I were to look between Seattle and Minneapolis and St. Paul, I guess, then I I would have chosen Seattle being bigger. But they're yeah. also with Seattle, including Tacoma and Bellevue, which may change things. Oh, yeah, it absolutely does. But they're... Because it's not really fair to include Minneapolis with St. Paul because, yeah, they, they're just so intertwined. Yeah. They yeah, are yeah, the yeah, twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and I don't know why. Do you know why it's the uh, twins? Well, that's actually what I'm trying to do <laughs> while you were talking. Oh, okay. There you go. Woohoo. We're with it. But, yeah, I actually went in around 2017. Why? And that's the real question. No, actually, the real reason was because I wanted to see my friend. She is um, also from the Midwest. And to be honest, I had never been to the Midwest before. And for some reason, I really hit both of the coasts. Obviously, being originally from the West Coast, I'd hit many states there. And then I moved to New York. And then I've hit many East Coast states out here. And for some reason, I've gone to the South. But I never went to the Midwest. And so we were like, you know what? We're going to go. And we were going between St. Louis, and then we were looking at Minneapolis, and, and no offense to Minneapolis, because I've always been interested, but the reason why Minneapolis won was because the price was cheaper, <laughs> so we headed out there. But that being said, once we picked it, we were really excited, because there's a lot to do, but I won't lie, Prince at that point had passed away, 
rest in peace. And so we decided, well, we got to go to Paisley Park. Not even because I'm a big Prince fan, but you kind of had to go. So that was one of the other reasons why we headed that way. Prince, yeah, that's right. I, I've been to Minneapolis and St. Paul a number of times. I'm originally from the Midwest, but I am not from the Twin Cities. But I do have um, family members who have migrated there. So shout out Lamar, shout out Kyle, love you. So people do live there, so I've been there multiple times. To answer your question, and this is this is why it was so complex about why are they called yeah, the Twin Cities. I, I don't... It originally wasn't St. Paul. It was St. Anthony in Minneapolis. So apparently it was a big gambling hub in the 1840s. Mm-hmm. And they uh, and they apparently had this town called St. Anthony's Falls, which is near what is today northeast Minneapolis. Okay. So over the next few years, St. Anthony residents jumped over to the west side of the Mississippi River and they chose to make a town called Minneapolis. So then Minneapolis absorbed St. Anthony Falls. Got it. So the original Twin Cities were Minneapolis and St. Anthony Falls. And then then St. Paul came about. And so now that is the new Twin Cities, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. It's kind of interesting that you bring that up because something that I've noticed about Minneapolis, um, along with a lot of you aren't from the U.S., um, because we do have a lot of international listeners, the U.S., is still a very young country and in many ways has morphed um, in a lot of states with what they originally did. Some of them still stick with it, but like Detroit was big into like cars and things and it slowly changed. Same thing with places in Pennsylvania. Well, with Minneapolis, and I did not know this, but of course when you're in Minneapolis, you got to check it out, any city that you're at. And I like this is where I'm getting at with it is I like to have the local food. I like to see local artists. And part of it is I always like to study a little bit of the history, even if it's just a nugget, because I think it's kind of important to understand the history of a city. And so you bringing up the whole difference between the two cities, um, making it the twin cities. Which were originally two different ones. Two different and now ones. They're, and now they're together. What's interesting now is... Now they're together are two different ones. <laughs> Minneapolis has morphed in, in many ways. So originally one of the biggest things that made it what it was in a very successful city was the fact that they were really big into manu- manufacturing flour. And so they have a mill there. The city mill, I think it is called. Mill City. Uh, mill City. Switch that around. Mill City. Well, it's Mill City Museum, I think you're Yeah, it about. is. Mill City okay. Museum. And what it is, it's originally part of the building that um, is still left standing from the time when they used to mill flour in Minneapolis. And that was a big staple that made Minneapolis really successful at that time and to kind of be a powerhouse of a city in regards to that. And it was an interesting history because I didn't know that. I never thought about that with Minneapolis. You know, I'm a little bit ignorant, I guess, to a lot of the Midwestern states. And it's really an interesting Museum. I mean, one of the best parts is they have a baking area, and so all day long they're Did baking bake? things with oh, flowers. No, they somebody's bought into bake stuff, and they let you eat it. But they wouldn't let you bake. No, no. There's somebody who does it because they don't want people getting burned stuff, and they get a learn. lawsuit. But what they do is you can get recipes, and then they bring out little snacks. And of course, they watch you because they don't want you having too many. Because you know people get greedy. But you get to eat the little snacks, and it was so good. And then you get to walk around the museum. But the cool. Do you part, remember what you ate? It was a cookie, chocolate okay. chip cookie. Okay, and it was Just really good. Kudos to the chef. But it's a really, you know, I thought it was a really cool museum. And it actually was structured really well because it goes up into the old flower tower. Okay. So there was different floors where they did different things. And you would go up in this elevator and it would stop. And each floor would tell a story uh, with the narrator and show you 
what was going on at each floor and it was it, it was really well directed and really well done and really had great information and then once you get to the top you can see the whole view of the Mississippi and of parts of Minneapolis it's really cool and that's what made milling so important in Minneapolis was that um, they were near the Mississippi River. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure the river helped. <laughs> that's why it was huge and this was before World War II this was back in the 30s and, and beyond actually before that um, there was an accident which I didn't know this was possible which you may find weird too yeah so what, what is happened it? is is because if there's too much flower particles in the air okay basically a spark hit it and it blew up part of the tower okay. because I didn't realize that could happen you said accident I was going back to within my recollection the bridge collapse no so that, which no, is a no, wah wah no, no. and scary that, I mean <laughs> not that there's any well no there are accidents baking accidents where I where I put too much sugar in or too, no, <laughs> too much flour no this was I this didn't is, know this is yes. possible if you have too much flour in the air it's like combustion if it gets lit on fire so they had to change because of this accident the regulations had to be changed I see and it it really is quite fascinating. I was like, I am really this excited over flour. But it is interesting because it shows how this city grew. And then once World War II was over, people weren't relying on river power anymore. They were using fossil fuels, which is kind of sad because we should go back to the old way. But then it makes the rivers icky a little bit. But still, that's what kind of caused the downfall of it. And they were going to tear it down in the 90s, actually, because they're like, you know, property is really expensive in Minneapolis. Come on, it's a growing city. Let's get rid of this baby. And they decided not to. And so it's still there. And it has awesome views, actually, of the city and of the Mississippi River. And underneath it, there was a theater at the time, which was kind of cool. And they were doing Sweeney Todd. And I was quite excited. I did not get to see it because it, it was sold out. I Otherwise, I would have gone and seen it. I was going to say. <laughs> I love Sweeney Todd. <laughs> FYI. It's one of, my, one of my top 20 favorite musical theater 20. Shows. Wow. That's a big number. I, I was going to say, shows. who who was Mrs. Lovett in that production of Sweeney Todd? Was it Angela Lansbury? Was it Patty LaFarge? No, it was local was actresses. It? I know. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being nerdy. I'm being nerdy. Which is actually interesting because one of the things I guess I would bring up, I, I do have more experience than Twin Cities, but when I go there, I generally... Um, hang with family and I'm kind of um, at their mercy shall we say mm -hmm. so one of my experiences that I, I went there I was in a choir and we did a tour in Minneapolis and when we went there we actually you brought up theater yeah we actually had the opportunity to go to the Guthrie Theater which is in the Twin Cities it's founded in 1963 and it actually won the regional Tony theater regional theater I've Tony heard of it in 1982 yeah. um, they're ready to open COVID can't keep them down apparently this year because they're opening up um, their new season September 30th of 2021 with What the Constitution Means to Me, written by Heidi Schreck. So when I had gone there, what I liked about the theater is there is a theater scene. I actually, in my, my travels there, I've seen Jersey Boys there. Mm -hmm. I saw a production of Babes in Arms, which mm -hmm. those of you who are musical theater people, it's not really a, a commonly done show. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I liked besides the ambiance of the Guthrie, what I appreciated was they weren't afraid to do 
some lesser known musicals because mm-hmm. I, I mean Camberley is a music theater person she has 20 favorite musicals have you <laughs> ever seen Babes in Arms yeah I haven't oh, personally have? seen it but oh. I've known places that did it but it's right. rarely rarely done right I, I was impressed actually I had the opportunity pers- and I did personally see it I was excited about truth be told I'm such a nerd I had to do a report on Babes in Arms in college so to see it firsthand I was like oh let's do this let's do this <laughs> and so I was very excited um, oh actually no I'm re- retracting that I actually did a report on Babes in Arms because I saw the production and it impressed me so much. There you go. So, regardless, the Guthrie Theater, when you talk about theater, I, one of the things I do respect about Minneapolis is even though it is part of the 16th largest metropolitan mm-hmm. area in the United States, I feel their their culture or the theatrical scene is vibrant. I, I know there are a number of regional uh, performances that come in and have stops in the Twin Cities. I know that there are a number of theaters that do their own productions. There are dinner theaters there. So there are um, artistic opportunities that I think the Twin Cities have to offer. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll say this this time before I guess we get too deep into the joys of the Twin Cities. Um, I, I'm not going to say, because uh, I mentioned I have family there, one of my brothers was saying, oh, you should move to the Twin Cities. And Camberley at one point was looking at real estate, I'm not going to lie, in the I Twin was. Cities. <laughs> so this is our I disclaimer, I and was. I have a fun fact about this. What would stop you from moving to the Twin Cities? Anyone who knows me <laughs> knows that, okay, I'm originally from California, and I love heat. And when I moved to New York, I I remember the first cold snap where it basically stayed near zero for a week and I thought I was going to die. Um, it was pretty... Well, yeah. part of it was... <laughs> I won't say what movie or what, but I was trying to get into a movie theater and I couldn't find my ticket. Yeah. And so I was stuck outside because... I couldn't get into the theater because I couldn't find it to get back for the second half. And that's why you hate the cold? Well, well, I just, I realized how much I hated it because I had iced coffee in my hand. It's zero degrees. I can't get back in. I'm trying to sneak. Okay, I was trying to sneak food in because I was poor back then. No, no, no. We need to reveal this. This needs to be revealed. Okay, so apparently, (laughs) no, no, I can't. We don't need to say the movie. Let's just say there was a trilogy. (laughs) There was a trilogy being shown. It was a show and it was an all-day event. And normally back in the day, you had to wait for the, there, there was space between the movies being released. Yeah. But all of them had been released already. So yeah. this movie theater in New York City was deciding to show all three. Yeah. And this was a... I know we're talking about the Twin Cities, but this was a New York moment. <laughs> there were people smuggling in sushi, kielbasas, Subway, like Subway the Subway Barbecue, sandwiches. Like there was everything. I, like, what a, every type of food. It was like being at the airport or at the mall and you get to choose food. And it was winter, so they were smuggling in their coats. And you had a little, like, I think 15 minute break between the movies in the <laughs> yeah, trilogy. Yeah. And I don't remember if you left between the second and the third or the first and the second to get your coffee. Well, but coffee I, and food, yeah. I was sneaking in all kinds of did stuff. Did I smuggle in a two-liter bottle of soda? Yeah. In my arms, <laughs> like in, every, the, in the sleeve. As soon as my... the lights went down, like, everybody pulls out their food and all their, like, drinks. And the thing is, there were people there, you know, who were watching, who were working there, and they didn't even care. They're like, man, they walked yeah, they, Well, they didn't even really inspect us when we were coming to check for food. I was actually really no. impressed by the sushi person, because they had the chopsticks and everything. They were going to town, they put out their full spread. Like, I, were, it was it was quite impressive. It's but, a trilogy, though. But I know, and, it, and I just remember it was really cold around zero, and I was locked out because I couldn't find my ticket, and I couldn't get to you, and you wouldn't be able to help me, and I didn't want to pay to get back in, and I'm sitting out there going... Help. Do you remember how you got back in? I found it eventually. I was just like, help me. I mean, who's going to help me? I'm and like, what's funny is... damn other ticket, but I found it. But I was so frozen. You're like... I said, you're probably wondering where I was. And you said, no, I just thought you just went home. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't even that worried. I was into the movie. I'm like, yeah, she probably went home. She... <laughs> 
probably so went to stupid. get coffee around the corner when it was closed. So the point of the story is Camberley is That cold. taught me how much I hate cold. And when there's those weeks in New York City where it's two weeks of cold, I hate it so much. Not because I hate New York City, I hate cold. I'm from California. So then I realized what the average weather was in Minneapolis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I decided I could not live there, even though it is a great city. So twofold. One, when you went to the Twin Cities, do you remember what month it was? It was in July. Okay. So you really haven't experienced Minnesota cold. I have never experienced Midwest cold, and I've in heard Virginia, I yes. never want to. She's experienced New York cold. I actually I've heard it's a different beast it's when she different. gets to Midwest. Part of me feels New York is worse, but maybe I've wimpified. I don't know. Anyway, point of the story is, A, you didn't experience that. I, I sure didn't. I sure have. That's A. Yeah. B... When you said, I realized Minnesota cold was too much to me, did you research it or what? I think I remember what it was. Was it that meme of the frozen door? I don't remember, but I remember a few things. You said, it's really cold. So I did research and I was, and then I realized when you're walking around Minneapolis, they have uh, these walkways. They have the Skyway. The Skyway, yeah. Yes. And and you see it all over the city, and I was like, oh, that's weird. The buildings are connected. And my friend knew. She was like, yeah, dude, it's because if, if you don't, you freeze to death. She was the certain days during the year where it gets so cold that you have to cover your face, or you can, like, seriously get hurt. So this is where my fun fact comes in, because we we're, we love the Twin Cities, but we feel we would be remiss if we didn't... Yeah, we have to be honest. ...mention the cold. I'm not going to lie. No. So, fun fact, the... Twin Cities has the coldest average temperature mm. of any major metropolitan area in the nation. In the nation. That Including includes Alaska? Anchorage. Oh, major wow. metropolitan. So I looked up airports. Yeah. But then when I was researching that, they gave me, compared to Anchorage. Now, when we looked at, uh, ironically enough, this confused me. And I haven't been to Alaska, and neither has Camberley. No. Um, I, all, then, I found that interesting, because they're talking about the coldest average temperature. So that means... Like, yeah, Alaska's going to have cold ones, and yeah, Minneapolis is going to have cold ones, St. Paul's going to have cold ones. Yeah. But their average temperature, when you go through the calendar year, it's worse in the Twin Cities. They beat Anchorage. So then I decided, hmm, let me go look. So then I decided to look up what the record low, which they've been recording record lows in the Twin Cities since 1871, Mm -hmm. what the record low and when it occurred in the Twin Cities. The record low, do you have any guess how cold it was? I have no clue. It was negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right. Negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit. It was on February. It was in February of 1996. What's funny is I remember that winter because I was in the Midwest in 1996. I am okay saying it. I remember that winter and it was cold. Like that was a piece. And so then I looked up Anchorage's coldest of all time and yeah it it looks like and i wonder if it's location if it's if it's because anchorage is too close to the water and maybe the currents affect it but the reality is when i looked up the record low in all of alaska yes the record low in all of alaska i believe i found was negative 80 degrees fahrenheit right but it may not be really inhabitable right and they also right they also pointed out that anchorage when they were talking about that is a thousand miles north of 
uh, closer to the Arctic Circle right. than the Twin Cities are. So, cool. We just thought we needed to bring that up. The Skyway, yes, it's a way they get around it. I, I was trying to use that as evidence that Kimberly could move there and just go to her job and use the Skyway. Yeah, but you, just, uh, you still have to go out sometime. You gotta get your mail, <laughs> and I'm not about that. And let me tell you, the housing's actually pretty decent in comparison to New York City, which we're totally like going off on a tangent here. But, but um, you're gonna talk it, about the reading nook, aren't you? It's not just that. It's just the a lot of the places were really cute, and, and unlike here, where apartments are kind of like, huh. You really had apartments or homes? I was looking at both, and okay. the apartments, a lot of them are really cute and well taken care of, and the prices are so great. And then you see them here in New York City for that price, and you, you you're sharing it with roaches and rats. Negative sixty degrees Fahrenheit. No, I girl. know that's the one reason why I was like, ooh, you know, I don't know if this is for me, but uh, wow, it, it's just. A, cute city. For those of you who are considering going in the winter, I feel I would be remiss if I didn't mention my fun fact that the uh, Skyway connects various buildings in the downtown area, connects 80 full city blocks over 9.5 miles in a climate-controlled environment. So it's a happy winter. There you go. It's so a very happy winter. There's culture. There's winter. Is there another place you went to that you enjoyed? Well, in the you know, because it was summer and we really didn't spend a lot of time there. And I feel like I really didn't do Minneapolis, Minneapolis justice or St. Paul, depending where I was. I have no clue. Um, <laughs> so I, because I was meeting a friend because we were actually doing a road trip in South Dakota and um, another uh, North Dakota as well. And so we were only there for like a day and a half. It was very quick. Um, and you did go to Paisley Park, though, right? We did. That was one of the first things we did. Because we then Paisley he went Park. to But it wasn't Chan- open at that time. It was not open at that time because he had just passed. Prince had just passed. But people were putting pictures outside or like art and putting it on the chain link fence there and leaving flowers because it had only been a couple months. It was crazy. It was a madhouse there. Because then you actually left... St. Paul and Minneapolis. You were actually in Chanhassen, which is 20 miles southwest of Minneapolis. Yeah. So you did yeah. You did get around. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, but we didn't really, like, leave it too much. That was before we really got into Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I have a hard time saying the damn word. Say the Twin Cities. Twin Cities. <laughs> there you go. Fun fact, I'm really bad when it comes to more than three syllables. I've been like that since I was a kid. But um, Can you say Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Good See, job. I have to do it that way because that's how they try to teach me in school to get past it. Woohoo! Serendipitous? No. Um, <laughs> so, so it was, you know, it, 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 it's just a cool little city because I, I had certain expectations of it. And they have nice little parks too. And I, you know, I'm used to Central Park and I'm like, okay, they have supposedly a really great park there. And we're like, oh, okay. And it really was. And have you been there? It's called Minnehaha? Minnehaha. I have not been to Minnehaha. I've been to a number of parks in the uh, Twin Cities or in Minnesota, but I have not been to Minnehaha. We picked this one because it was close to where we were and also because it has a waterfall. Right there, as soon as you say waterfall, I'm sold. You're a sucker. I'm a sucker. And so I'm like, there's no way there's a waterfall here in the Twin Cities. So I went... And it was just cute because... Why did you believe there wasn't going to be a waterfall in the Twin Cities? I don't know. It's like New York City. Like seeing a waterfall there. I just No, I just... Whole city. You, so. you still believe that though after having been there? I don't know. I just... I have a hard time believing in nature in cities because I've been in New York too long. I feel... I feel what Minneapolis and St. Paul do well is... As opposed to New York City, I feel their downtown area, yes, it is citified. Yeah. But I feel like... There's more green the farther you get out. Whereas you get It's to, very spread out. Yes. yes. As you get farther out to the outer suburbs, I feel 
you are aware of nature. Nature Which is I love. there. Yeah. Um, one of my brothers lives in the greater Minneapolis, St. Paul area, and his home, like, it is isolated. Right. And I'm sure other cities do too. I think I've just been in New York City for too long. And so I really liked it. And there was like you get ice cream. There's little trucks around so you could have food in, in the park and, and enjoy it. Or there was little like stores around, little gross, like bodegas. And you could get something to drink. Don't litter people. Some people had. You stink. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, Can I venture to say that the litter there was not as bad as it is here in New York No, City? it's not. But I just, I, I hate that stuff. Come on. How hard is it? Especially when the garbage can is right there, and I've seen people like litter, and I'm like, it was five feet away, you jerk. You're also not a big graffiti fan. No, I'm. I'm just like, I, I understand if it's art and it's contained, but if you're just putting up your horrid tag and it looks unprofessional, it's like, come on, at least give me some art here. But um, it was just a really nice park, and I just really enjoyed. It. It's a little bit hot because it could be really hot there in the summer and a little humid. But um, it was just a really nice park, and you can see the locals and tourists alike were really enjoying it. And it's just, I really enjoyed the city because of the different diversity that I didn't expect from it. Interesting. So I'm going to jump from what I was going to talk to talk about that diversity. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I actually do like about uh, the Twin Cities. I feel... I'm not even going to get into the foodiness of it because I've been there and eaten a number of places. Food's great. Um, you, you had Korean, did you not? I had Korean, but I had other stuff too. There's just so much good food. And actually what's interesting about it is it's actually pretty di- diverse when I think Midwest. Maybe I'm a jerk. Um, except for Chicago, I don't tend to think of it being foodie or um, diverse. And actually there were a lot of different types of food there and it was really good so i'm going to jump on this and one of the reasons why i go to minnesota besides my family being there is i enjoy going to the minnesota state fair and this is where i'm going with a little bit of that diversity Mm -hmm. because the minnesota state fair is also known as the great minnesota get together it is the largest state fair in the united states by average daily attendance. Now, it's the second largest state fair if you go by total attendance behind Texas, but the only reason why Texas wins is because they have a longer state fair. Mm. So they have more days to get the numbers. Right. Neither here nor there. Um, the state fair, it's a big deal. I love it. Uh, they have they have food, they have stuff going on. Sweet Martha's Cookies is, I mean, you've even heard of Sweet Martha's Cookies. I have. You have because you told me how much money she makes in there. Because oh. <laughs> you researched how much money she makes at the state fair. No, you're that like, was you. She, well, you were, you, were saying, <laughs> you were saying she can take time off because you had heard about those cookies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would be remiss if I did not shout out Pickle Dog because they have a, a pickle with uh, cream cheese and uh, like salami or for uh, pastrami. It's a meat wrapped around the Pickle Dog. I love Pickle Dog. They have parades. They have a big slide they have a lot going on at the fair but when we're talking about diversity most people i feel go to the fair for the amusements or to spend time with people or for the the food that's a big thing they, yeah. uh, one of the big things they have is oh these are the new foods coming out at the fair this year and it's sometimes go tasting and tasting and tasting and trying new things they also have like the miracle of birth barn or uh, birth, n- well no, I mean, but it then makes you can sense. see. But if you go after the barn, you can see the baby, baby bumpkins. No, I'm all for it. And it's the Midwest. It really is big into livestock, and they can't look Midwest. The, shout out to you. You keep us fed. Thank you for keeping the U.S. fed. They have baby piggies. They well, not ba- in that way. I'm Aww. not happy about those animals Aww. keeping us fed. But they're cute but, uh, piggies. Mm. Oh, we're not going to go there. Yeah, we're not going to go there. But the story is, they have animals there. The reason why I was bringing up diversity has nothing to do with animals. It has to do with what I... One of the things I enjoy about the fair, because I am kind of an artistic type, is 
there, there is, if you are familiar with Minnesota State Fair and have been there, there's an area specifically called the West End Market. It's on the northwest side of the fairgrounds. And traditionally, I have seen some interesting events there. One year, I saw Taiko Arts Midwest. And Taiko is the Japanese word for drum, and it refers to the modern style of playing these drums in North America. Um, it if you're in North America, I'm sorry, the modern style of playing these drums, if you're in North America, it would be called Kumo Daiko, and it's movement-infused, heart-pounding, dynamic group drumming. It's described as high-energy performance that combines music, dance, martial arts, athletics, and culture. And so what I liked about this is it, it transported me. It wasn't just Minnesota. It gave me a sense of, oh, these are people bringing some culture from Japan here. Mm -hmm. uh, most recently when I went to the State Fair, I saw, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, but I will try. Mexica Yolodol, which is a Minneapolis-based traditional Aztec dance group that celebrates pre-Hispanic heritage. Their name means Mexican heart. And so they had dancers and drumming, and uh, I liked their outfits, their their headdresses. I was like, which one's the dance captain? I feel it's the one with the highest feather. <laughs> and so when I talk about diversity, I think in the cuisine you can get there because Campbell had said she had Korean, she had a lot yeah. of things. I had gone to a Brazilian steakhouse when I was there. Um, I know... I don't know that when people think of foodie cities, they think of Minneapolis, St. Paul, but I Maybe will be wrong. There are a <laughs> lot of options there. Like there are. you you do have options you will not go hungry if you're thinking of food. If you're thinking in terms of culture, there is diversity there. You beyond just the theater, um, you can find people from different places, different cultures, and that's what when I go to the State Fair, I felt it was brought to the forefront because I was exposed to Japanese culture, as exposed to Aztec culture, or traditional Mexican culture, so it was very interesting to me. Well, no, and that's what I like about it. I feel like, and this is something that I just keep kind of bringing up, is I feel like, because I've never been in the Midwest, I feel like a lot of the time people make jokes about it, kind of being flyover states, but the reality is, or they go, except for Chicago, and Chicago's great. I've never been there, but I've heard it's wonderful, but the reality is there's a lot of history in the Midwest, but the Midwest basically has kept us fed. And as I said earlier, with corn and different crops, that's basically a lot of what they are. So people make jokes, but when you travel around the Midwest, like I did on that trip, it really makes you realize how absolutely kind of amazing it is. You can't, I mean, these farmers are keeping us going in a lot of ways and keeping the U.S. fed. And that's, uh, really difficult but on top of it there's also a lot of history within the different states and you would probably know more than I would being that you're from the Midwest you know there's a lot of history especially with especially with the Native Americans mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think like Minnehaha obviously I would imagine Native is American a name, Native yes. American name um, a lot of the different names in that region in Minneapolis I would imagine are Native American and so you will have history about that as well or reservations maybe not near minneapolis but things like that around the area and just a really cool history um that i really liked about the midwest and i'd heard so many jokes and yeah i'm sure there's smaller towns where there may not be a lot of different cultural food and things but in a lot of the major cities i was really surprised by the different types of food there was in minneapolis you know though it spread out was just, the infrastructure was so nice. I mean, I seriously thought about living there, except for the cold, because of the infrastructure. <laughs> the cold will kill her. It will, they have a nice transit system. So you really don't have to drive. Once you get there, you can park your car at your hotel or if you're staying with somebody. And the transit is actually really nice, clean, comfortable, affordable. Uh, it's also, at least during 
nicer weather, very walkable. I really enjoyed it actually. It was kind of an interesting little block system. Um, it kind of reminded me of block system like New York City, maybe I'm wrong, but it just felt comfortable and very walkable and interesting and I really liked it. I just got a really good feel. There's certain cities you're like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to go. And with Minneapolis, I just really like the feel. It's one of those cities I loved. And when you bring up that uh, Native American aspect, I am not from Minnesota, but I am from Wisconsin. And one of the jokes I know we have in Wisconsin is there's a lot of Native American names in the cities. Yeah. And if you, one of the jokes is, if you can't pronounce it, then you're you not know, from there. You Same know, thing in Portland. Because they're Native American. Oregon. And, yeah. and they're, it's Native American too. And so I looked up what you were talking about, about Indian reservations. Apparently there are seven, and I'm not going to pronounce this right. No. Anishinaabe, I want to say, reservations, and four Dakota communities. Yeah. Now in the parentheses behind the Anishinaabe, they say Chippewa or Ojibwe reservations, and the Dakota, they put Sioux in parentheses. So basically there are reservations within greater, uh, in the state of Minnesota. And yeah. it is, I, I appreciate the diversity. I appreciate that it's something, yes, there are Native Americans here in New York State. Yeah, it's all over the U.S. I think as somebody who, we live in a large city, which I will say, yes, New York City is the largest metropolitan yeah. area in the United States. Yes. I don't know that we have as much exposure. And I feel like in the Twin Cities, you got a sense that, hey, I'm being exposed to diversity that I may not be as exposed to in New York City. Because I don't know that we consistently are exposed to Native Americans in New York City. Well, exactly. And I, and I think part of it is I just like to say that because I think people, like again, make jabs <laughs> at the Midwest. And it's like, no, there, there's stuff going on, especially the major cities. There is stuff going on, people, and a lot of history. And I, I just found it fascinating. It really is a cool walkable city and if it's too far like I said you could take the train I just I, I just thought it was an amazing city I loved it and yes if you love shopping that's right okay. <laughs> now this okay I had to go I don't necessarily recommend this to anyone it's not because it's bad oh it's one of my just... brothers and my niece and nephew go there uh, oh yeah, I'm sure a, a lot, lot of people do yeah. if I lived there I would probably go there all the time it's just when you're visiting it's kind of like uh, but you kind of have to because everybody talks about it and if you're not from the US it is the mall of America. Mall of America. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I've been there. I have too. Yeah. I think I was there like shortly after it opened. I got to look when it was open. When it opened. Yeah. I, I, that was the first, well, obviously the first time I'd been there and you kind of have to go because everybody's like, it's the Mall of America. And I'm just like, ah, oh, consumerism at its finest. And it, uh, it's huge. It, yeah. it is huge. It opened in 1992. So no, I did not go there when it opened, but I did go. Within its first decade. There so, you go. There you go. Within its spanky and shiny and new and did did it look run down when you were there? Um, no, it was actually well kept. Okay. Um, it's interesting um, because mall culture slowly kind of dissipating, um, and so there were certain wings that weren't as full. Oh. But um, they have like rides. Yes, they do. They have yes. rides there, people. They have freaking rides. Like the Ferris wheel. Yes. That's still going. Okay. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, what is this? This is so. Bizarre. But I mean, it's not that bizarre because they actually do that in Asia. They'll have big malls like that with where you could do things Which like is, that. Which well. is, oh, so t this is my fun fact about the Mall of America. It is actually the seventh largest mall in the world and the largest mall in the Western Hemisphere. And so when I was looking up the largest malls in the, wor in the world, yeah, yeah most I, of them are in Asia. So I'm yes. sure when it came out, it probably was the largest. I don't know for sure, but I think Asia, in the world? It, at the time, probably, I would imagine. And then Asia basically went, we can outdo this. 
(laughs) (laughs) And they're like, come on, we got this. And so I know... There are some huge malls over there in Asia, but I mean, for the U.S., it's it's, it, and I think most of the Western world, it, it's huge. It really is. I mean, this was dumb because we went. We're like, let's get snacks, and you can go anywhere. You drove get, there, I'm assuming. We drove there. So you did park in the parking. Yeah, there that, was peeps there. Oh, uh, there was a peeps car, like the Easter candy peeps. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, what do you mean by peeps? So like, it was you a big yellow peeps? car with the peep on it. Okay. And it was very bizarre, and I have a picture dancing around it like a mad woman. Why I don't know because it's a peeps car. But um, you can huh. go there, and there's so much delicious food in there. And so we got that for the road trip, which, which was stupid, because we stopped all the time to get delicious food. And so basically, you know, I overshopped like usual. The Peeps weren't needed. So no, I didn't eat the Peeps. The Peeps car was where you parked car. I don't get how the Peeps car is related to your parking. Because it was parked near us. I see. And we saw it, and we're like, is that a Peep car? And it was indeed Peeps. It was very bizarre. And they handed out Peeps from the Peeps Well, car. nobody was in there. They were inside the mall. So maybe they were inside. I didn't get any Peeps. Okay, that's where I, I was. I was just. <laughs> trying to envision what was going on because I, I noticed that if I remember correctly don't they you park in a state like they name all the parking areas oh that I don't remember because I wasn't driving at that point so okay. I was just enjoying the show the peeps car and getting ready to go into the biggest mall in the US and we didn't stay there long because honestly that wasn't the highlight our main thing was to be in Minneapolis and have a great time and so that was kind of the last thing we did before we headed out to South Dakota so to to get ready to eat. So yeah. Yes. So the one of the I, I'm gonna you said if you like shopping. I'm gonna say if you like drinking because I would be remiss because I brought up the. There's menace. drinking in there. No, there's drinking. Oh, I was all like excited. Shopping. I missed out on the drinking. I'm relating to the drinking because in when I brought up the state fair and you said some people like shopping. Well, some mm-hmm. people like drinking. And one thing I, I feel I, I need to bring up is when I was at the Minnesota State Fair or the Great. Minnesota get together. Uh, they had a tent that deals with Minnesota wineries, and that's how I fell in love with a certain winery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year I went there, they had a raspberry wine and a chocolate ice cream, and then the year after, they had a raspberry wine slushy. And so, the wine that I fell in love with a little bit is Winehaven Winery. It is family owned and operated in I don't know. I'm going to pronounce this right. Chisico City, Minnesota. It's been in operation since 1995, and you can actually make reservations to eat and drink on site. They have weddings and they have events. So the events, I'm not going to lie. They have yoga. They have yoga there on October 2nd, Mm -hmm. um, 2021. You can make reservations and do yoga there. They also have a cheese and chocolate weekend. Mm -hmm. You can make reservations and just... They do have food. They do have nibblies. Some of the wines that they have are strawberry rhubarb, stinger mead, raspberry, pumpkin wine, cinnamon, and chocolate zombie, which is a chocolate port with... Uh, or it's a port with chocolate infused into it. So I feel like that, no, it's not in the Twin Cities proper, but I've I've talked to a number of people who've been there for tastings and been there for weddings, and they're like, it's a beautiful little place. And I'm not going to lie, you can order wine and have it shipped to you because they do ship out of state, and it's some good stuff. Let's just say that. Look. Yes. If you want liquor... The Midwest is for you <laughs> because there's there's tons of it there, and it's really affordable. There is, but I think when you think of winemaking, I don't know that people think of Minnesota. No, I'm not even talking about that. I mean, wine's great and all, but let me tell you, the Midwest. Another reason why you can't rip on the Midwest is because they have a lot of booze there, and it's affordable. 
So there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, the prices. It, it, the prices are insane. Yeah. When I, I, I was like, what? When I saw some of this, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. For people who come, who aren't from the United States, and you come to the United States and come to New York, and you're like, whoa, the United $14 States. $14 for a cocktail. 14 Try 20 Sometimes <laughs> 20 yeah. Just head on over to the Midwest. <laughs> and that's why, to me, it's funny, because they're like, oh, it's expensive there. I'm like, no, 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 you're in the wrong state. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when I go to the Midwest, I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I love the prices here. <laughs> yeah, everything's really... I mean, not everything. If you go to a bougie place, it's going to be more expensive. But, uh, you know, a lot of it's really affordable. I was shocked at how affordable it was. There there are pricier. I've of been, course, I've of been course. to some pricier places. So they're there. They are. But I think if you just go to, you know, like middling, and there's nothing wrong with that, just like average Joe type places, uh, even bars, it's like, wow. <laughs> it was just wow, kind of shocking. But you can get your beer on out there and uh, have a good time. Wow, indeed. The one other thing I just felt I had to say, clearly I've been to the Twin Cities a number of times, that I had to bring up is a place that I had gone and it impacted me because I, I was there and it was the Walker Art Center. It's a contemporary art center and it's an adjacent to the Minneapolis Sculpture Garden. And one of the things that impacted me when I went there is they had an exhibit on Frank Gehry, who is mm-hmm. the architect. And one of the, there was a t-shirt in the gift shop on my own. I know this is like, oh, you were impacted by the gift shop. I was impacted by the artist's words. And the t-shirt said, being accepted isn't everything. And it was something that he believed in his approach to architecture and art. And I appreciated his thoughts and appreciated his art. Um, and I am so glad I went to the Walker Art Center. One of the things I appreciate about it is it puts a focus on architecture, education, moving image, visual arts, and live performance. So live performance art is a major part of the programming and since the 1960s, performing arts at the center has been has commissioned 265 performance works and part of their permanent, uh, I would say, part of their collection includes works by Jasper Johns, Andy Warhol, and Kiki Smith. Mm-hmm. So the Walker Art Center, I feel, like, as you talked about the Midwest, sometimes people give the Midwest a bad rap or yeah. they'll, they'll make an exception for Chicago. I would argue that the Twin Cities should get an exception of that when people make fun of them and call them flyers. I'm sure there's more that can as well. Oh, there I are. Just, I, there just, are. I just don't like the but. You know, the, come on. The, the, the Midwest, there's more to it than you think. Yes, there's a lot of cornfields, but again, when you see that, you're eating it and you're loving it. But I think point, there's a lot of culture there. 3.6 million people can't be wrong. There you or, go. Or, or if they are wrong, they haven't figured it out yet, but I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> they're I, only wrong when it's the dead of winter. Uh, no, so they have the Skyway. That's not enough for me. But, it, I mean, look, I, I seriously thought about it, but I, I just don't think I would make it. I would freeze going to my mailbox, and they would find me in the spring. That's when you have a slot on your front door and make the mailman come up the steps, but then you slip oh, and then you see you. poor guy, no. Or, or lady, we don't know. The male person. But it's just, uh, it, it, it is intense. But when it's nice weather, you can really enjoy it. I just, I really enjoyed it more than I thought I would, especially because I kind of came in with some of those dumb jokes too. And then Minneapolis made me shut my mouth if I could pronounce pronounce it. The Twin Cities. I can't even speak. We're going to say the Twin Cities. I can't even speak today. What's, What's interesting to me is you liked it so much, you contemplated moving there. That's right. And there you go. But then I stayed in cold ass New York City instead. But yeah, so there you go. That is Minneapolis. That is... And St. Paul. And the Saint Twin Paul, Cities. The Twin Cities. I'm not trying to ignore you, St. Paul. I'm just ignorant. Look, at least okay. you're not saying St. Anthony Falls. Like I'm just ignorant to your plight and understanding of your beautiful city. But I just, honestly, I, 
I honestly think it's worth visiting. And don't do it like I did it where you're only there briefly. Enjoy you, actual time there. You know what's actually interesting to me? We made it through this, well, almost, through this entire episode, and I didn't even say any negative or disparaging comments about the Minnesota Vikings once. I thought about it. I did. But we didn't. I, I but thought, we didn't, so we're not, not going because to. because I'm, no, 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 not because I'm against them. This, that's just, an American remember, football team, for those of you who... I remember passing by on the their transit, yes. and then I was like, what's that? And it was purple. I go, oh, it's, it's yeah, it's the Vikings. It's the Vikings. It's they the have, Vikings. They, it's their team, They have man. the Vikings. They have the Lynx. They yeah. have the Timberwolves. They have the Twins. Look, the Vikings never did anything to me, so I don't dislike them. I mean, they're just kind of there as a football team for me. But I, you know, I, I won't list the ones that I, I could rip on. But um, and it's not they even because be the top ten that I'd rip on. Uh, fine. Oh, I know which one. I think. I think. I don't know. But you, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I think the reason why we we go there, and it's partially because some people have rivals. It's not that the Vikings did anything wrong. You have a rivalry. I don't have a rivalry. I just I, I'm I'm not saying anything disparaging. He's not we, doing on that. <laughs> I am taking the high road, shall we say. Or at least I'm trying to. Yeah, Wisconsin, all right. I'm just saying. <laughs> on that note, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation.